0: Business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are fluctuating. Right now, we have got the SP 500 index turning higher now. It is up a point at 2,072, uh, up by less than 0.1%. Dow Industrials up 54 points now, gaining three tenths of 1% to 17,694. NASDAQ is down. 7 to 48.27, a drop there of 2 tenths of 1%. The 10 year down 132nd, the yield 1.57%. Gold up 240 the ounce to 1290, a gain of 2 tenths of 1%. And crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, it is down 2.6%, down a twenty-five a barrel, 46.74. I'm Charlie Pallet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Oh. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio.
1: Brexit. Remain. Will the UK vote to leave the European Union just one week from today? And if they do, what does it mean not only for the United Kingdom, but for the rest of Europe? Jacob Kierkegaard joins us now, senior fellow at the Peterson Institute for International Economics in Washington, D.C. He has been writing a great deal about fears over immigration and what they and how they play into this Brexit vote. Jacob, welcome. Great to be here. But I actually want to start by asking you um, the death of U.K. opposition Labour Party lawmaker Joe Cox today, uh, killed by a man who is uh, in favor of leaving the European Union. Uh, does this? Do you think this impacts sentiment in the U.K. at all on this vote?
2: Oh, I don't think there's any doubt that it will. Uh, I mean, I I think we we just have to be running the risk of being very cynical here, but you have a 42-year-old very photogenic mother of two killed uh, as part of a political process in a country that uh, is highly unaccustomed to uh, political violence. Uh, So I think it will have an enormous impact, frankly. I think it will be very difficult to restart the campaigning again, you know, uh, maybe after the weekend or something like that without continually coming back uh, to this issue. And uh, it will also, in my opinion, therefore, drive turnout at the uh, campaign uh, on next uh, Thursday uh, because people will feel very emotional about it. So I think this is, this is a, a really, really big uh, deal for this campaign.
0: Jacob, uh, paint us a scenario of leaving and staying and what happens to the British economy in both scenarios?
2: Um, well, starting with the uh, easiest of the two scenarios, which would be if Britain votes to remain. Uh, in that case, uh, I would predict uh, Basically, the majority of the status quo uh, continues. I think you would see a slight bounce back in the second half of this year uh, by the UK economy. You'll have a sort of pent up investments being released. Uh, you would see a, a swing back in the value of the pound and, and equities etc which uh, have already obviously been weighed down by uncertainty, but at the same time, I think uh, the reality is that uh, this campaign will have, especially after uh, today's tragic events, will have made uh, or or made the country split even more over the issue of immigration. And that includes both the Conservative and the Labour Party. So fundamentally, in the long run, the UK will have become a more difficult place to govern after this campaign. Um, Now, if there is a uh, vote to leave, uh, then I am certainly in the camp uh, who believes that this is a very bad uh, economic news for the UK. Okay, because I believe two things uh, uh, will happen. First of all, given that uh, a Leave victory will be driven predominantly by anti-immigration sentiment, uh, and that the Leave campaign have essentially. Uh, lock themselves into uh, a future, depending on who you ask there, of reducing net migration to the u k of between seventy to ninety percent uh, uh, that is a low immigration future for the u k which is uh, uh, means is very bad for growth uh, uh, and a lot of other things in the u k secondly, by focusing so much on immigration, the u k has essentially uh, uh, ruled out the possibility of securing Uh, And a free trade agreement or access to the internal market or any broader economic relationship with the rest of the EU, because the uh, one of the demands from the EU would clearly be that uh, uh, EU migration uh, uh, be allowed to continue. Uh, so this is a situation where uh, probably after uh, about two years of uh, potentially likely f- futile negotiations, the U.K. would simply drop out of the uh, EU and then simply trade with the rest of the EU as mm-hmm. any other member of the WTO.
1: So, Jacob, um, you, know, you say this is primarily uh, driven by uh, an immigration, anti-immigration movement. However, this has been going on for at least... What at least a, a, a decade, if not a generation, there have been Euroskeptics for a long time. There have been many people, not just in in uh, in uh, London or in the UK, who worry about sovereignty and actually trying to turn over some power over the laws of your of your land to a body that is is not really your government. I mean, is it really just immigration? I mean, or do you think it would have gotten this far if it were? Or are you saying no? This is the thing that's really heated it up lately.
2: Yeah no it, it this is essentially the fuel anti-immigration sentiment is the fuel that has made this uh referendum close. Uh you're absolutely right that there has always been ever since the UK joined uh, uh a significant part of the UK uh, uh population and their representatives that have been uh, very strongly against uh, EU membership. But uh they have never Uh, come close to being the majority. Uh, That is uh, something that uh, is relatively recent and, in my opinion, is overwhelmingly driven by uh, uh, anti-immigrant sentiment uh, in significant parts of the UK population.
0: Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, Jacob uh, Kierkegaard is a senior fellow at the Peterson Institute for International Economics in Washington, D.C. You can follow him on Twitter at J.F. Kierkegaard. And we want to thank him for his perspective on what may or may not happen. We know that uh, Brexit is a vote that we will all be watching. We will be covering it around the clock, uh, 23rd of June Voters in the United Kingdom go to the polls. I know, Kathleen, you've been looking at what's happening to the U.S. Treasury market as a result of people
1: mm-hmm. buying
0: safety. Right now, the yield on the 10 year is 1.57, the yield on the 30 year is 2.39%. You're listening to Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio.
1: Opco Health. It is a very successful biotech and pharmaceutical company started by a doctor who's become a billionaire. Philip Frost coming up on Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Success is more than a destination. all of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a Stiefel financial advisor at stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE.